0: PlushCare Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: This week's episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox is brought to you by Bruce. Bruce is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth with powerful sonic technology and ultra gentle bristles. The Bruce redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you leave the dentist a fresh whole mouth clean every single day. Listeners are going to get 15% off your total purchase with code POD15, that's P-O-D-1-5. Follow the link in the show notes and enter that code to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. Let's start the show. Yo, what's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It is Sunday, June 6, and I am very excited to be back with another episode. Um, in the Dig Deeper segment this week, the Meet OVO series will be continuing. Last week, I explored the career of Party Next Door. And this week, I will be talking about Roy Woods, um, who is one of the most unique voices, I think, on the OVO Sound label, so I'm excited to talk to you all about his career. Um, before I get into that, I will be giving you a song of the week and uh, a press play segment so I can keep you up to date on what's been going on in hip-hop and R&B since the last episode. Um, everything I talk about in this episode is... Uh, Can be found in the podcast newsletter So any links to albums Or new music videos or new songs um, All those links Can be found in the podcast newsletter If you go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com uh, on the home page, there's a place where you can put in your email address. That will get you on the mailing list, and then whenever an episode is released, you will receive the podcast newsletter in your inbox. If you are not interested in being on the mailing list, you can go to the newsletter tab at thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, and all of the podcast newsletters and the links are all featured there. Uh, so, without any further ado, let's jump into the song of the week for this week. Uh, The song of the week for this week, what I'm going to be doing while the Meet OVO series is taking place is whoever, whichever artist from OVO I talked about in the previous episode, I'm going to feature one of their songs as the song of the week in the next episode. So Party Next Door was last week. The song of the week from this week is called Things and Such by Party Next Door. This was featured on his Party Pack EP. So that was the EP he dropped um, just last year with a bunch of Lucys from uh, his previous work. And it's not necessarily like singles he had released before, but it could be, uh, it was unreleased work. And it was also work that was released unofficially, like on SoundCloud or YouTube, and it wasn't on streaming. So he released Party Pack to put all those songs on streaming. And one of those songs was Things and Such. I hadn't heard this song before. So I think this was actually an unreleased song, but it's my favorite and, and, That's saying something because in this six or seven song EP, there are some really good songs and I like about like four or five of them like heavy. Um, But this is one of my favorites because I mentioned last week that Party is at his best. Uh, when he's doing like a stream of consciousness type of R&B stuff, kind of like how Drake is really at his best when he's doing that stream of conscious rap. Like when he does like 6 p.m. in New York, 9 a.m. in Dallas, those type of songs like Drake really shines and party is similar, um, except when he does it for R&B. So when he's just like in his R&B bag, he's doing the the singing and the rapping over a a, a nice beat that really captures that OVO sound um he's killing it and on things and such um he's doing just that the the production fits him very well and like his flow and the way he's rhyming and his cadences and the melodies that he employs are incredible i love this song um you'll you'll listen to it one time and you'll find yourself like kind of like humming along to it. It's a dope song. So the song of the week for this week is Things and Such by Party Next Door from the Party Pack EP. Let's jump right into the press play segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the press play segment. This is where I talk to you about um, new songs, music videos, things that have happened in the hip-hop and R&B genres that I think that you should check out. Um, It's separated into three portions. Uh, Things you should check out, rumor mill and the announcements, and then the upcoming uh, and recently released albums. So let's jump into the things that you should check out. Short list this week. Um, First off, Isaiah Rashad, a couple things. Um, The producer Kenny Beats has a YouTube series called The Cave, where he kind of invites an artist into his studio he crafts a beat on the fly they write their verse on the fly or freestyle on the fly to the beat he creates all in the studio it's very funny he's Kenny Beats is a great personality and he has a lot of fun with his guests and so Isaiah Rashad was was in the cave you know he's got uh, an album coming out this month so he's been everywhere doing a lot of promoting So he was in the cave, Kenny Beats crafted this incredible beat for him, and it not only was it just incredibly produced, but... Um, He made it so quickly and it was just a style that fit Isaiah Rashad perfectly. Um, Isaiah wrote a verse to it and he got in the booth and laid something down and it was pretty dope. So definitely check that out and check out Kenny Beat's YouTube series in general. Um, He's had a lot of different artists in there like uh, Denzel Curry, Vince Staples. Um, Honestly, a lot of the rappers that were featured on the uh, 20 and 20 series. So definitely check that out. Isaiah Rashad also dropped off a new song, 200 and Warning. Um, Kenny Beats produced part of that song. It's, it's a Lucy. It's not going to be featured on his album, The House is Burning, but it was a dope song regardless. Check that out. Um, J. Cole dropped off yet another music video from his off-season album, this time for Punching the Clock. That's the one that had the the Dame Lillard interview in the beginning. Um, And the music video is, you know, a a real New York um, perspective. Cole is in the back of a taxi the entire uh, video rapping the lyrics to the verse. Check that out. He's on a roll. Um, It's likely we could see a music video for every song on the tape. I mean, it was a short tape, so it's definitely possible. And that will keep the momentum going throughout the end of the year, Um, you know, when, you know, you might want this, this album considered for a lot of different things so check that out also another music video late at night by Roddy rich it was his latest single um, I will say I listened to the single before watching the music video and I was messing with it. it was like okay this is the Roddy rich sound and then he dropped the music video and it's just so weird it's got thriller vibes to it as far as the the theatrics and the um, the storyline that's written in it and Roddy rich came up with that himself um, and it looked like it was directed by I think director X was at the end of the video kind of talking about it but um it's a weird video but like weird enough that it's like worth checking out so definitely check that out uh rumor mill in the announcements DMX's Exodus album uh his first posthumous album is expected to do like between 28 and 32,000 in the first week with about half of those I think it was like maybe around 14,000 in real album sales the rest was streaming um For comparison, you know, looking at other hip-hop artists who passed away recently, Juice World, his first posthumous album, Legends Never Die, did 497,000 in the first week. Pop Smoke, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, did 251,000 in the first week. Mac Miller, his Circles album, did 164,000 in the first week. So this, this, like, 28 to 32 for DMX is, you know, that's low. Um, especially compared to these artists, and I understand that these artists, um, and and I, I think that this may explain a majority of this. But Juice World, Pop Smoke, Mac Miller—they had a younger fans. You know, the fans of Juice World and Pop Smoke, I would imagine, are the majority, overwhelming majority of those fans are in the like. 18, maybe even younger, low-key, like maybe even in like the 14 to 27 demographic, let's just say 14 to 30. I would say an overwhelming majority of those fans are in that demographic. Mac Miller is a little older. The demographics of his his fans are probably a little older, but certainly not as old as DMX. Like, you know, most of the people who would be the most excited for DMX's posthumous album are people who probably aren't really listening to streaming um or using streaming like they they were buying dmx's actual albums back in the day so that may explain why it didn't do numbers like the rest of these artists um but i just think that's interesting i'm i'm really interested in getting more um acquainted with you know the 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 trends behind uh, like the Billboard charts and the the sales, it's something that really interests me. I think mainly because I'm I'm a numbers guy, um, even in my my day job. So it's something that interests me. So you know I may be featuring a lot more you know kind of analysis or just talking about that type of stuff on the show um, once I can really get acquainted with stuff like that. So um, so yeah, but still shout out to DMX. I think the Exodus album. Um, I talked about this a little last week, but I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy Swiss Beats part of it, and that's you know him talking, and you know a lot of the production um, started to get a little stale. But I think that DMX is like the second half is the best part, and when DMX is when DMX really uh, you know gets introspective, the the album opens up. Um, some more announcements: Amazon Prime Day is happening, and a cool thing they're doing this year is Prime Day Shows. So Her is doing one, Kid Cudi's doing one, and Billie Eilish is doing one. And essentially, these shows are basically concerts, like they're going to be performing music, but they're immersive, imaginative experiences where they're like actual shows, there's going to be props and settings, and it's going to be very well produced. Um, So Cudi's probably going to have a lot of space stuff. You know, I think her is doing something old timey, like imagining artists from the 30s and 40s. It's going to be really creative and artistic, and I'm excited for that. I think it's free if you have Amazon Prime. Definitely check that out. Links in the podcast newsletter. Um, Similarly, SZA is doing a show for American Express Unstaged on sorry uh the prime day shows are happening on june 17th scissor's show is also on june 17th um for american express on stage it's essentially a virtual show virtual concert scissor's going to perform control in its entirety as well as some other songs um i think if you have an american express card it's free but if you want like a, a ticket to this virtual show it's ten dollars i'm definitely going to be buying one um to see Scissor perform control that's going to be exciting so the link to that is also going to be in the podcast newsletter final announcement de la soul their music might finally be coming to streaming services um they've been kind of in a, a standstill with their label um and they kind of were like you know what don't put our music on streaming we want the rights to it they they've been in that type of battle um, but their label just got bought out and the person or the the company that bought them out is interested in getting De La Souls music on streaming. So if everything works out, we might finally be able to listen to De La Souls music on streaming services. So I'll keep you posted. Upcoming and recently released albums. I missed this last week. Shout out to the homie Devin for putting me on to this project. Um Fire in Little Africa. That's the name of the album and the name of the group. So Last week marked the hundredth anniversary of the the Tulsa massacres. So, you know, when a bunch of white people and racists um like killed a bunch of black people in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the neighborhood that was considered uh that was called Black Wall Street. Um, from what I hear it started because, you know, they thought a, a black man touched a white woman you know, a uh, Emmett Till sort of situation. And so they decided to take out an entire black neighborhood. Um and so this was a thing that a lot of people didn't know about, to be honest. I didn't know about this until maybe a couple years ago, you know, um, when Watchmen did their their series and they started off the series talking about the the Tulsa massacre. Um that was the first time I had heard about it. Um and so the 100th anniversary was last week. And so a bunch of artists, I want to say like around 60, this is rappers, singers, poets, creators in general, got together to commemorate the anniversary by by doing a project. Um, they called themselves Fire in Little Africa. That's the name of the project. And it's incredible. It's, it's a really good album. Um, it's just over an hour um, it features so many different styles of rap and music in general. And everybody involved is very talented. Um The cover is incredible. It shows like the large group of these these Oklahomans, these Tulsa artists that got together to to do this project. Um, and I think it was like featured by Motown. But like they recorded in this mansion that used to be owned by a KKK member. Um, There's a football player in the NFL, first round draft pick, who is from Tulsa. He bought the mansion, renamed it. And so these artists like turns part of this mansion to studios and they recorded the entire project there. Charlie Wilson, I think, is from Oklahoma or maybe even from Tulsa. So he's on a couple songs on the project. It's a dope project. Every hip hop fan needs to listen to this, not only for you know the what they're talking about because they're it's not just that they commemorate the massacre by doing this, but they're talking about it they're they're talking about the effects of of that you know traumatic event um on their city and on people they know and their ancestors and all of that so it's a dope project. check it out. I've been bumping it since uh my homie told me about it um a couple days ago. It's dope um some more albums that drop oh also go buy their merch um just google fire and Little actually i'll put that in the newsletter as well um i just bought some merch from them because it's dope i wanted to support but they got merch on their website shorts shirts hats everything um go get that uh isaiah rashad's album the house is burning is due out due to be released this month in june he hasn't dropped a release date yet uh Just on Friday, Lil Baby and Lil Dirk dropped their collaborative album, Voice of the Heroes. I'm about halfway through it. Um, I think they're both in their bag, but I also think that the production kind of halfway through really starts to sound the same. And so the songs really start to bleed together and, you know, the songs just sound like the same type of rapping and flow over the same type of beats. Um, I, I like the project and the idea of it. But the production isn't nuanced enough for it to really hold your attention for as long as the album is. It's like 18 tracks. Um, But check that out. Lloyd Banks dropped off an album, The Course of the Inevitable. Peter Rosenberg's debut album, Real Late, dropped. Raheem Devon and Apollo Brown dropped off their album, Lovesick. This upcoming Friday, Migos is dropping off Culture 3. Polo G is dropping off Hall of Fame. Both of those are anticipated releases. June 18th, Gucci Mane's dropping off Ice Daddy. And June 25th, Justine Sky is dropping off her album Space and Time, um, which I think Timbaland um, is EPN, or he's produced a bunch of tracks on it. So definitely check that out. Uh, so that's it for the Press Place segment. I'm going to take a short break, and then I'll be right back with the Dig Deeper segment. Even
0: on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think.
1: Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues
1: Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the Dig Deeper segment. The Meet OVO series continues. Um, I'm in the middle of a series that seeks to spotlight every artist of OVO Sound, Drake's label. Um, I'm going to be spotlighting every artist except for Drake. Um, I shine the spotlight on Party Next Door last week. This week, I'm talking about Roy Woods. Um I've been excited for this episode and to re listen to Roy's music because thanks to Drake, I remember when Roy Woods began to get more exposure. Drake was promoting his music heavy, so of course I was going to check it out. But sometime after his debut album, or maybe even a little bit before, I just kind of lost interest. I forgot about him. So I was very interested to rediscover his music and see if there's more there than when I listened to him before. So, Roy Woods. Or Denzel Spencer is his government name. He's a 25-year-old singer-rapper from Brampton, Ontario, Canada. Uh, you'll kind of begin to see similarities in the type of artist that Drake signs to OVO. He loves those artists who, like himself, can toe that line between singing and rapping. Melodic rappers or singers who have some flow. Roy is very unique, though. There's an aggression in a specific way he delivers his vocals that is very Michael Jackson-like. It's kind of similar to the way that The Weeknd does the same thing, but it's it's somehow more intentional when Roy does it. He pulls from the rougher edges of Michael Jackson's kind of vocal uh, palette, whereas The Weeknd pulls from the more sensual, smooth parts of Michael Jackson's voice. Um, Roy has listed Michael Jackson as an influence, but I'm unsure whether delivery is a result of Roy's voice or if it's an intentional, um, you know, Michael Jackson tribute. Either way, I feel like it's something that can cause you to love or hate Roy's music right off the bat. Personally, I like it sometimes when the production is hot and he's really in his bag. I think it really works. But there are times when I'm not feeling it because Roy can't necessarily fall back on having amazing vocals. Um, Roy signed to OVO in 2014 after getting some of his earlier music notice back when he was rapping under the rap moniker Pression, like short for depression. Um, so his debut EP was called Exus, and it was released in July of 2015 under the OVO label. Um, the EP was promoted so well, you know, Roy and OVO knew exactly what to highlight from this project. Roy has a good ear for melody, and he has some songs on this EP like Go Go Go, Go, Jealousy, Get You Good. They all stand out because the melody, Roy's delivery, and the production all mesh together really well. There's also the song Drama, which features some like So Far Gone-like production. It has a Drake verse in the height of his career, and that really got Roy's visibility that much greater. Um, The song also premiered on the OVO Sound radio show before the EP was released. You know, Roy is not going to give you, in my opinion, anything like super substantial lyrically um, or anything that will like sit with you lyrically. For me, Roy Woods is a vibe artist. I listen to him when I want something that sounds good so I can catch a vibe for energy. You know, I don't expect Frank Ocean vocals or songwriting or even Drake level lyricism. It's about how the sonics affect you. And I think that's the best part of his music for me. He honestly sounds most like a mix of Post Malone and The Weeknd. Um, And it's kind of funny because Post Malone's like debut single, White Iverson, dropped a few months before Roy's EP. And it could have easily been on this EP and fit perfectly. Like Roy's style is almost identical to an early Post Malone. Um, The public flocked uh, from this EP flocked to songs Get You Good, Go, 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 Drama, and Jealousy the most. And if you were listening to popular hip hop and R&B in 2015, you probably heard Drama or Get You Good for sure. Um, Roy Woods has a voice that stood out and was easily identifiable, but he was still finding his voice. Regardless of that, the EP did pretty well um, on most of the charts. Uh, 92 on the Billboard, 200, 38 on the hip-hop and R&B charts, and 11 on the R&B charts. That's very impressive for his first project and from an EP from a relatively unknown artist, a debut EP. Uh, So some, some songs that you must listen to from this project is Get You Good, Drama, and Go, Go, Go. A year later, he released his debut mixtape, Waking at Dawn. On this one, Roy is either still trying to find his sound or he's showing that he can make songs in multiple different R&B styles. Because the first half of this mixtape, he's got songs that mirror styles of The Weeknd, The Dream, and more. And they're not bad. Um, The most entertaining song in the album is his addition to 2016's Dance Hall Jams. Everybody was doing a Dance Hall Jam in 2016. Um... But his was called Guan Big Up Yourself. It's a fun dance hall bop that will absolutely get you dancing. There's a lot of patois on this album as he embraces more of those influences, likely inspired by his Guyanese background and the very present Jamaican Caribbean culture in Ontario on the second half of the mixtape. The OVO-like production is constant and he continues to flesh out his vocals and his aggressive delivery. Vocally, I do think the song Switch is one of the strongest on the project and Got Me is possibly the best complete song on the album from a production and delivery perspective. The arrangement is incredible and also it's the most Michael Jackson song on the tape. The last few songs weren't super impressive as they were songs in the styles. His OVO counterparts were doing better than him. The Weeknd was an OVO affiliate, but Roy's song Why was straight out of The Weeknd's playbook from the vocals to the production. Roy also didn't give a fuck about enunciating because a lot of his songs were just sounds. Like you couldn't understand what he was saying. However... He did deliver some of the best songs to date in his catalog on this mixtape, but I think his money is when he leans into songs and production that complement his most aggressive deliveries, like recreate those vibes across an entire project, and it's gold. But he did show some versatility on this one, and that is impressive. This mixtape also did well on the charts, 127 on the Billboard 200, 11 on the hip-hop and R&B charts, and 6 on the R&B chart. Um, Must-listen songs from this, Switch. Got Me and Guam Big Up Yourself. Uh, Roy would go on to open for Drake and Future on the Summer 16 tour around the same time he dropped the Waking at Dawn mixtape. So he got some good in-person promotion of that project. In November of 2016, he went on a 15-city tour called Unlocked. This was related to an OVO-affiliated collective that he created called Unlock the Underground. A month later, he released his second EP called Nocturnal sonically it feeds off the momentum of his last mixtape as he adds a few more songs to his catalog in his signature sound he continues to deliver some unique arrangements he's got a song on nocturnal called chili peppers it's like nothing i've ever heard of um he also gets some assistance from his label mates magic jordan um as well as made in tokyo must listen songs from nocturnal are love you and involved definitely check those out and i do want to mention i forgot to mention this last week what I do with my meat series is after an artist, after I, you know, shine the spotlight on an artist, I have a um, playlist uh, for each, you know, label. So Dreamville has its own playlist, TDE has its own playlist, and I've started one for OVO. The links will be in the podcast newsletter and probably in the description of the show as well. Um, for an Apple Music and Spotify playlist. And it's going to feature the best songs, in my opinion, from each of these artists. So the playlist currently has the best songs I enjoy from each of Party Next Door's projects. And once this episode is live, so right now, the playlist will um, include Roy Wood songs. And I'm going to update that every week after the episode drops. So an easy way to you know take everything i'm saying in these episodes and like hear it for yourself is go to that playlist start you know with an artist who maybe you want to learn more about listen to those songs um and if you like those and check out the rest of their projects um so after he dropped off his nocturnal ep a year later in december 2017 he released his debut studio album called say less now honestly, rather than digging deeper into his signature sound, it seems like he chose to continue exploring his versatility, and he leaned into some pop tendencies on this album. The problem with that is Roy is not a good singer, and his songwriting is lackluster, and those are generally areas where pop artists shine. So he's got songs on his debut album called like Glasses or Take Time, They're up-tempo melodic offerings highlighting singing or even his song Little Bit of Lovin', where Roy gives his best Michael Jackson impression, but the production is the most memorable thing about the song. He takes a lot of opportunities to showcase his versatility and delivers a more radio-friendly effort than previous projects, but those aren't his strengths. The more successful songs on the album, like BB or Monday to Monday or Say Less, are all ones where he embraces his authentic raspy, growling sound over some dark production while towing that rap singing line with his flow. Uh, Even his collaborations with his OVO label mates, Party Next Door and Division, Fall Flat, because in the song Back It Up with Party, Party's the main attraction and he outshines him, while on Balance, the song with Division and PNV Rock, it isn't balanced at all. There's too much going on. Roy Woods has something that's worth paying attention to when he's sticking to his strengths, but while he delivered a serviceable album um, that was radio friendly, it fell short of its potential for me. Some must-listen songs from it though are BB, Say Less, and Back It Up. Party Party went off on that back it up track. In March of 2018, he went on the Say Less tour, at touchdown in 23 Cities. In August, he joined Drake and Migos as an opener on the Aubrey and the Three Migos tour. From June of 2018 through September of 2019, he released four Lucy's Russian Cream, Snow White, Bubbly, and Worth It. And then he also released a single called Shot Again in 2020. And honestly, every single one of those songs is heat. I recommend every single one. Great production. He really finds a pocket in each beat uh to do something interesting. His delivery is nice on all of them. Like I was like, okay, all four of these singles are dope. Like he's about to drop something. You know, really cool, like kind of feeding off the momentum from dropping all these singles. So then in May of last year, 2020, he released his third EP called Dim Times. It's a six song EP. It comes three years since his last release. And honestly, it feels like he's trying to play off popular sounding trends at the time. He's channeling Post Malone. He's channeling Travis Scott. He's channeling Playboy Cardi. But none of it really works. Like, you know, I thought the run of singles was preparing us for a full tape like those singles but instead his sound just won't sit still you know the ep opener and closer to me and i feel it are interesting enough but all in all the tape feature songs that seem forced it's not cohesive or interesting enough to keep your attention for too long he doesn't sound or feel comfortable in some of the styles that he employs and that doesn't make for an easy listen since that ep Um, He just released a new single this past Friday called Touch You. I think it's a pretty decent song. I like it. It's engaging. It's got dope production. He's flowing and singing well enough over it. It's a nice little Lucy to feed the streets. But I'm interested to see where he goes from here. You know, Roy's career has been an interesting one. Almost six full years in the game and he's released one studio album and a handful of mixtapes and EPs. But yet there's still no clear indication on what his sound is and what sets him apart from other artists, even ones in his own camp. After I finished listening to his music, Apple Music started playing deep cuts from The Weeknd, Division, or Party Next Door. And honestly, those were all better in many different ways. You know, I kind of lost track of Roy after his debut mixtape, Waking at Dawn, and really, until he narrows down a point of view, it doesn't seem worth getting invested unless his music really speaks to you. I do think he has the potential to deliver a fire project, but he just needs to figure out what aspect of his music is best for the fans in his career because you know, putting out songs that are in styles that are popular, that artists like Playboy Cardi and Lil Uzi Vert and all these artists are doing is not like the best use of his talent. Like he has made some really good songs when he, you know, stays in his pocket and in his lane. But, you know, whenever he would release projects for projects, he would tend to try and go the pop route, the radio friendly route, showing all versatility. But I think he needs to flesh out his own sound a little bit more so that's my thoughts on roy woods check out the playlist it's in the podcast newsletter and in the description it'll have you know songs from party and roy woods for you to check out to get into their catalog um that is it for the dig deeper segment this week thank you for tuning in next week i will be exploring the career of magic jordan um I know my homie Joe is going to like this one. He's a big fan of Magic Jordan. Um, And, you know, I kind of lost track of them after a while, too. And I think that one actually might be because they didn't release. uh, They haven't released a lot of music in a while. But um, I think they're actually prepping something new soon. So I'll be talking about them next week. Um, Subscribe, rate and review the podcast wherever uh, you listen to your podcast, whatever streaming platform uh twitter facebook and instagram at t-o-t-b the podcast check it out thinking outside of the boombox.com is the website a lot of amazing content there um yeah next week i'll be back with more of the meet ovo series um this has been thinking outside the boombox your number one source for hip-hop and r&b news peace